Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, if you've got your Bibles this morning, I'm going to have you open them to the book of Matthew. Uh, We're going to be today in Matthew chapter 6. I want to preach what is a bit of a continuation of last week's message um, that that was built around the idea of what would my life look like if. And I asked you all last week, and I'll ask you again, I hope you've had a chance to think about it a little bit. What do you want your life to look like in 2022? What do you want it to look like in 2022? Now, some of you may be thinking, Pastor, this is 2021. No, I, I know it is. I'm talking about what do you want your life to look like next New Year's? Because here's the truth. Here's the reality. Most of what your life is going to be in 2021, you've already determined by how you live 2020. So what do you want your life to look like next year? That'll be determined by how you live your life this year. What do you want your life to look like? Um, If you've got something in mind, if you'd like to to step into the next new year with more peace, more uh, spiritual empowerment, uh, a better relationship, better relationships, more health, uh, now's the time to begin to prepare for that and ask yourself that question on a regular basis. What do I want my life to look like physically and emotionally and relationally and spiritually in all those ways? Because it'll be determined by the choices I make right now. Last week I preached and I shared that and and tried to encourage, and I hope you're doing this, ask yourself this question, what would my life look like if I opened the Word of God every day for this coming year and read it, studied it, spent time in it, got it in me, got me in it? What would my life look like? Can I I tell you this this morning? I'm not going to re-preach what I preached last week because I keep you here too long and I don't have that much time, but... You know, when you start to read the Word of God, it begins to give you wisdom and direction on things like finances. We don't think about that sometimes, but if you have a financial desire, a certain way you want to look financially next year, a great place to start is to read the Word of God. It also helps us with relationships. If, if you've just struggled with broken relationship after broken relationship and you want something new, you know the Word of God's a great place to start. What do you want your 2022 to look like? This morning, I want to continue on with that thought, and I want to ask you this question. What would you look like next year if every day this year you actually made the decision, I'm going to get up and spend a little bit of time every day talking with God and spending time with God in prayer? Would it impact you? Would it change you? Would it make you different? I I, I shared last week the story of last year. I asked myself the question, what would I look like physically? What would I look like if I got up and I ran or rode my bike three days a week and I lifted weights three days a week? What would I look like after the course of a whole year? And I asked myself that question almost every day. And because I was able to get a picture in my mind and in my heart of what I could look like, not that I'm any great thing to look like other than Ruthie. She could say amen right there. She she could love me. Um, I lost 30 pounds. I, I went from barely running a mile to running three miles three times a week. I took knocked two minutes off of my mile time across the course of a year, and I've got more to do. But if you can, so what would your life look like? What would your life look like if you talked to God and spent time with God every day for an entire year? Would there be a different level of peace, a little less anxiety, a different level of wisdom? I don't know, maybe. You know, we all know, I I look around this crowd this morning, and I think we tend to know prayer's important. I I think we all know that. God knows that. The devil knows that. 
And, and maybe, maybe part of the way we can tell how important prayer is or isn't is by how big of a battle and challenge we have to put into actually praying. Anybody here struggle to pray? My hand is up for a reason, and it's not just to get you to put your hand up. Prayer is a challenge. I mean, most days for me, and maybe you're not this way for me, most days prayer is a bigger challenge than reading the Word of God. I don't have time. I don't have energy. I don't have focus. I have too many distractions. We have all of these reasons not to pray, which probably tells us the devil does know how important prayer is, which probably should give us some indication that maybe if we really want to have a 2022 that's different, prayer can be a big deal. Sometimes we just don't know how to pray. And I realize maybe that's not the thing with most of this group this morning that have been following Christ for a long time, but sometimes we don't know how to pray. Sometimes the devil tells us we don't, and we really do. And I'm going to preach this morning on the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. And if you've been here for very long, you've heard me preach on this more than one time over the years. And you say, Pastor Barry, why do you keep coming back to this? Because there are just some sermons, some pieces of the Word of God that need to be preached at least once a year, if not more than once a year. And this happens to be one of them, this model prayer that we get out of Matthew chapter 6. Before I do that, though, I want to share something with you. Um, I believe this year it, it becomes even more critical that we continue to teach on prayer in, uh, in our churches because of some direction that we see our nation going. I saw last week, and I had already decided to preach this message prior to seeing this, it just, it just kind of dovetailed with what I was preaching, but our, we had a congressman stand up in front of the, the opening of the 171st or 77th Congress, I, I don't know exactly what it was, um, and 117th Congress, Representative Emanuel Cleaver, Democrat from Missouri, ordained United Methodist pastor, stood up and prayed a prayer over the Congress uh, this past week. And he started out, and I'm going to play you the prayer here in a moment. I want you to actually see it and hear it in just a moment. He started out, well, I listened to the prayer. I read the prayer. I listened to the prayer. He started out, well, and what he prayed, I, I, could, I could agree with right, right up to the last sentence or two and then where he went with the prayer became what at first I just thought man that's just ridiculous and then I then I thought that's just sad and then I thought that's just stupid you, you ever do that you ever go through those emotions you know ridiculous sad stupid and, and then I thought that is the most vile thing I've ever seen and I'm gonna tell you why and the most scary thing I've ever seen I'm gonna tell you why here in, in, in just a moment but when he came to the end of his prayer and you're gonna hear it in just a moment he, he prayed this way he prayed uh, in the name of the monotheistic God and the four-faced Hindu God, Brahma, Brahma, and God by many names, by many different faiths, and he closed with some social posturing saying, a man and a woman. Amen has nothing to do with gender. It just means so be it, and he, I told I told the sound booth, I said, Ruthie and I have decided next time we go out for a meal, we're going to ask that I get a menu and she get a one menu. <laughs> Social posturing. But I want you to hear the prayer, and then I'm going to tell you why it's as disturbing as it is and why we ought to be as disturbed about it as well as I am. Watch, watch this. It's about two minutes long, but I decided to play the whole thing. I, I, pray, I played the whole thing because I, I don't want anybody to say you're just pulling a piece out, Pastor Barry, and you're, being, you're just being extreme. 
right up till the end, I, it was a good prayer. I, I could agree with that. And you know, I, I don't know, it, it dis, there's a lot there that disturbs me, but people are the most up in arms about the a man and a woman, the social posturing there. But can I tell you this morning, that man, now, you know, here's, here's why I went from where I was to just to completely feeling sick into my stomach about this. That man did not stand up and pray that prayer as an individual. People can do what they want. People will be crazy and ridiculous and silly and stupid and whatever. That man stood up and prayed that prayer over this nation, over the Congress of this nation, as an elected representative of this nation. That, that wasn't a prayer from his heart. That wasn't his prayer. That was a representative prayer of the nation of the United States of America. He stood up and he prayed the prayer that he prayed as a representative of pastors across this nation. He is a pastor or an ordained pastor in the United Methodist Church. And I think probably what disturbs me and bothers me the most about that prayer, and it's probably not, in reality, probably not even the first prayer like that that's been offered in our Congress. I'm pretty sure that it's not. But just having spent the last number of weeks and months having read through Hosea and read through the Old Testament, taught this church the story, the narrative, the story of the Old Testament, and seen how many times God said to the children of Israel, I will have no other gods before me, and how many times he, he, he sent prophetic words to them to say, you cannot serve me and Baals. You cannot serve me and Brahma. You cannot serve me and all those other false gods that are out there. And here we stand as a nation with an elected representative standing before us and praying representatively for us, not only to God, to Yahweh, to the monotheistic God we call God, but to several other gods just to cover all the bases. God will not be mocked. The whole thing of a man and a woman, I mean, it's silly, it's, it's stupid. He says it was meant to be a pun, whatever. There's a pl place for humor, there's a place not. I'm not convinced that that was the place for humor. But we find ourselves in a day and an age where as a nation... We've got some scary things that we need to be praying about. This morning I want to take a few moments and, and I want to speak to you and preach to you through Matthew 6. We're going to start with verse 5 and, and read down through verse 13. And I want to teach and preach this morning on the Lord's Prayer so you know how to pray and, and, and develop your life this year because I really want you to look ahead and ask yourself, what do I want to be and look like and feel like in 2022. We read in verse 5 of Matthew 6, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they've received their reward. And I, I would just stop there for a moment and just tie it back to what we just saw. There are times to pray publicly and have the privilege to pray publicly and representatively. Do not do it as social posture, right? Don't do it to raise the accolades of people around you. Verse 6 says for us, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who is in secret will reward you. We, we find our prayer 
Closet is the term that developed in the evangelical church over the years. We find our place of prayer. We have a time of prayer. We have a moment of prayer. We have a, it may literally be a closet. It may be a point. It may be a place. But we find some place and we get alone where it's just me and God and only God knows what I'm saying and we pray. And our Father who sees in secret will reward us in secret. Do you want your 2022 to look different? Now's the time to begin to say, God, every day I'm going to spend some time in the secret place. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they, will, they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask of Him. i got to be honest with you, as an introvert, a male, person who doesn't use a lot of words, I, I like that. <laughs> I don't have to be wordy with God. He knows what I'm going to ask. He wants me to ask, but I don't, have, I don't have to ask 14 times. And for those of you that believe you've got to beg and beg and beg and beg and beg and beg and beg, God knows what you need before you ask. He's your heavenly father. He loves you. Go and pray and ask and pray till you feel some freedom and you feel some release. I'm not telling you you shouldn't pray sincerely. And, and, and there's parables in the New Testament that talk about, you know, go and pray and keep going back and keep asking. But God knows what you need. Take comfort in that. Right. And he goes on and he says, then uh, in the end of verse or the start of verse nine, therefore, pray then like this. And this is the heart of what I want to share this moment, this morning for just a few moments, this model prayer uh, that Jesus gives. He says, our father in heaven. And let me just read through it and then I'm going to come back and work through pieces of it. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And let me just go back and begin to work through this. And I, I, for me personally, the way I work this model, I pray this model as I break it down into five different steps. The first one starts with our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. There is something powerful about starting every day with the acknowledgement that I am not the most important thing in the world. There is something powerful about beginning the first hour of every day with the realization that there is somebody in this world that is more important, more, more significant, more worthy of praise, more worthy of respect than I am. And, and my goodness, friends, listen, living in this day, in this age, when everything is about me and I'm the most important and I'm the center of my world and we've raised generations now, generations, plural, to believe that they are literally the center of the universe. There is something important and significant to be a people that begins every day recognizing that there is a Father in heaven, there is a God in heaven, and hallowed. We don't even use that word anymore, and, and, and that's fine. So let me just tell you, when we say hallowed is your name, we're saying, Lord, your, your very character, your very being is to be honored, it's to be respected, it's above me, it's more knowledgeable than me, it's more holy than me, more holy than anything I've ever been. Hallowed is your character, your being, your very essence, God. There's something. You want to see your 2022 change? Then make the decision that every day you're going to open your day with that recognition. God, there, you're out there and you're more important, more powerful, more knowledgeable, more all-knowing, more holy than I am. And I'm going to tell you what happens. Throughout the day, I, I, maybe I'm the only one that runs into this, but I don't think so in the days we're, we're living. You, you will be challenged on what is right and what is wrong. We have got a world that has got a so skewed, twisted perspective of what is right to the point today that if you stand for what the Word of God teaches is right and holy, you're actually ridiculed, you're, you're, you're mocked. 
you are turned around and made to be somebody that is evil if you stand for holiness. And there is something profoundly important and powerful by beginning your day with hallowed is your name, holy is your name, Father in heaven, and you determine what's right and wrong, not anyone on this earth. You determine. You want your 2022 to be better? Begin to pray this. Father in heaven, hallowed, holy, righteous, blessed is your name. We go on with the prayer and let your kingdom come and let your will be done. We, we believe as Christians, right? We, we believe we're, as followers of Christ, of, of those that, that take the word of God as, as, as something legitimate and real and serious. We believe that at, at the birth of Jesus... The kingdom of God begin to come into this world. The kingdom of God begin to take over this world. The, the kingdom of God begin to step in. The, we, we believe that Jesus really was God himself. He was the king that stepped in and, and, and began the kingdom. And we, we, believe, we believe that for the last 2,000 years, this kingdom of God, has, 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 it, it came and it has been coming. We believe, if, if, if we take this word faithfully and seriously we believe not only that but God has called us he's he's spoken to us he's given us a mission that our 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 reason for being is not only to bring him worship but to be his hands and feet to bring his kingdom into the time that we live I was reading just a little further down in Matthew chapter 6 and it talks about um, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where rust and moth doth corrupt, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. I was reading a little bit further down where it, it says that, that you can't serve two gods. You can't serve God and money or God and mammon, and God and possessions and God and wealth. And when I realized that, that the God who is hallowed, the God who is holy, the God who is more important than I am, has given me the mission of bringing the kingdom of God into this world. All of a sudden, where I place, where I put my resources, my money, my finances, my energy, my time, my efforts, my passions, it it begins to change because no longer am I the center of my world, the center of my universe, but God is. And bringing God's kingdom into this world is, is, if anything, it's, it's laying for me up treasures in eternity. Does that mean I have to sacrifice some treasures on this earth? Does it mean I drive a little less nice vehicle? Does it mean that I have a little less nice house? But Does it mean that I maybe take a, a career path that, that doesn't bring the most money and the most wealth? Perhaps it means all of those things. Does it mean that God calls me to go and to proclaim the gospel around the world or on the mission field? Maybe it does. There's power. You want to see your 2022 changed? You say, Pastor Bray, that doesn't really sound all that good. You telling me that God may tell me to... Make less money? I've been working really hard to make more money. You know, if you step into 2022 and God tells you that, and, and listen, let, let God tell you that. Pastor Barry's not telling you that. And he may not tell you that. But if you step into 2022 firmly in the will of God, giving the things that he's blessed you with to make a difference in somebody else's life, you might be fine. Your, your bank account might be a little lower. But I'm going to tell you, your passion and your happiness and your joy might be at higher levels than you've ever had in your life. You understand what I'm saying this morning? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Man, I like that. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I like that. I love that part of that prayer. As long as what that means is, Lord, let your will be done in Robin's life, in Eric's life, in Ginger's life, in Brenda's life, in Bob and Shelley's life, right? Now, your will in my life, God, let your will be done. Um, I know, God, your will and my will are the same thing. So if I want it, you must want it too, right? Isn't that the way we play this game? The place we start isn't, God, let your will be done in the church. Let your will be done in my neighbor. Let your will be done in my boss. Let your will be done in my nation. The place we start is, Lord, let your will be done in my heart on earth as it is in heaven. You know how God's will is done on, in, in heaven? Do you, do you, do you know? <laughs> without hesitation, without doubt, without question. When God says it, breathes it, mentions it, thinks it, indicates it, his will is done. What, what would happen if we lived our lives in that way when God speaks to us and says, go do this, go do that, give this, give that, go talk to this person, talk to that person, live your life this way, stop doing that, stop doing What would happen? What, what would your 2022 look like if you really begin to live out, Lord, let your will be done in me as it is in heaven? And it would be a crazy world if everybody lived that way. It would be a crazy church if everybody in the house of God, everybody that's part of the family of God, would themselves just live that way. Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father in heaven, hallowed and holy is your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he says this. And I'm going to stop here and I'll, I will finish this Next week, he says, give us this day our daily bread. And I'm stopping here for a reason. One, I'm out of time, and we're going to pray for people. Uh, but two, it's also really a good place to pray for people. The Word of God teaches us a principle. Man does not live by bread alone. You all familiar with that? I'll be honest with you, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think, I, I don't, I, I, think it's, I think it's real. I think it's honest. I think it's legitimate. I think when he says, ask for your daily bread, he's not just asking, God, make sure that I got enough groceries from Walmart. There's more to having my daily needs met than just bread or food. I pray this prayer on a regular basis. I pray, Lord, give me, um, Lord, pro provide and bless me and my family with our daily bread. And, and Lord, the way I really pray it is, Lord, our, our daily necessities, our daily requirements, our, our daily the things we daily need to be able to bring your kingdom into this world. And this is why I pray, Lord, today I need energy. Please, will you bless me with energy? There's times I pray, God, I need wisdom. Will you bless me with wisdom? Will you give me wisdom? There's times I pray, God, I need some creativity and some imagination. Will you bless me with some creativity and imagination? Lord, give me my daily necessities, my daily needs, which go beyond just the things that I have in my pantry. God, will you bless me with health today? I pray this on a regular basis for myself. I pray, God, will you heal my body? Will you strengthen me? I don't have any diseases or any sickness. I just carry around 20 pounds that I shouldn't carry around still. And, and I prayed that for all of 2018 and 2019. And then he said, ask yourself that question. What would you look like in a year? Go run three times a week. It's okay, God, that's not what I had in mind. I was kind of hoping you just drop the 20 pounds. You know, I wasn't really planning on having to physically work for it. But, but I, I pray God heal my body, heal my mind, heal my brain. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so when you pray... Uh, Pray those ways. Pray, hallowed is your name. God, you're bigger than I am. Pray, let your will be done in my life. But then pray, God, will you give me the necessities that I need for this day to bring your kingdom into this world? And for some of you this morning, that's health.
And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you to stand, Cheryl, if you would come. And we don't have a lot of time, but I felt like this week I wanted to do, do this. We have up here some claws, I, uh, claw, claw, claws, not claws, cloths. Um, I'll tell you how old these were. I think Pastor Duke put these together. So they're at least seven years old. Shelly, 20 years old? Maybe, maybe. Um, okay, so that means there's no COVID on them because COVID didn't exist when these were put together and probably put in this basket, all right? Um, although if I stand here and talk over them long enough, although I don't have COVID, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to ask Bob if you would come this morning and help me, and Joel, would you come and help me? They're, they're two of our directors. Um, if you've got masks, go ahead and put them on. If you don't, then just don't breathe on anybody. Hold your breath. Um, we're going to anoint these claws with oil, and there are some of you in this room, you need God to touch you and to heal you. And there's some of you in this room this morning that have somebody that you care about that need God to touch them and heal them. So we're going to, um, we're going to give a cloth to each and every person anointed with oil, and then we're going to pray over it just as we let you go here in a moment. And if it's for you, that's fine. If it's for somebody else, that you take it to them and you anoint here, I'll give you those. You hold those individually. Let's see if we can make this work. Um, and we're going to believe God for healing across this church. I, listen, I pastored a lot of years. I'm telling you the number of people that have had, and this is and mostly not COVID-related, have had serious injury, sickness, disease in the last six weeks is more than I've ever seen in all the years that I've pastored. And and I, you know, everything isn't the devil. Everything isn't spiritual, but sometimes it is. So we're going to pray this morning. We're going to pray for God to touch and to heal. Let's do this. Um, if, you need a, if you need a cloth, if you'd like a cloth, Bob, just move that around. Make sure that gets on all of them. Put your hand up. Hold it there. For you personally or somebody, somebody in your family. And guys, I'm, I'm, that's running deep. Don't get that on you. I want you to take those to each and every person this morning. Would you do that? Everybody out there, make sure everybody gets one. If we're short, we got some more up here this morning because we need some miracles. We need some miracles. We need God. We need a moment. And God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. As they pass those around, I'm going to begin to pray, and I'm going to ask you to begin to agree with me. Father, right now, as, they, as we pass these claws around with the anointing oil up on it, Father, we're asking you. Lord, we're not begging. We're not coming just with a lot of words. We're asking you because you knew what was needed before it ever happened. We're asking you, Father, in Jesus' name, will you heal? Will you touch bodies? Will you heal of cancers? Will you heal sickness and of disease, of COVID. God, will you touch? Will you do the supernatural? God, will you again raise up the lame man, open the blinded eyes? Will you again, Lord, heal the leper? Lord, in 2021, will you do those things that you did so powerfully in that first century church? Father, today we ask you to step in. We ask it in Jesus' name. Lord God Almighty, step in. Lord God Almighty, step in. Lord, we pray, pray to this, this day, push back the sickness and push back the disease. 
Maybe it's depression. Push back the depression. Maybe it's anxiety. Push back the anxiety. Maybe it's suicidal thoughts. Push them back in Jesus' name. And let their light, let the light of Jesus Christ shine into hearts and lives and minds. We pray this day, Lord, not only that you'll heal bodies, but you'll heal brains and you'll heal minds. Lord, you'll heal hearts today. Father, we ask it for your glory. Anybody else? Did we miss anybody? Did everybody get one that wants one? Father, we ask it today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask it for your glory. And I ask you this morning, what do you want your 2022 to look like? What do you want your 2022 to look like? I've been talking about it personally for you individually and maybe for your family, but what do you want your 2022 to look like as a church? A place where the glory comes, a place where the glory falls, a place where supernatural things happen. What do you want your 2022 to look like? Because 2022 is going to be dictated, determined by how we live 2021. And I'm asking you this morning, I'm encouraging you this morning, I'm challenging you this morning, will you make the decision on a spiritual level, a prayer level, a word level that I made last year on a physical health level, will you make that and see what God will do? I I can't tell you what he'll do, but I can tell you this, you will not be disappointed. God does not disappoint. Amen? You will not be disappointed. Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and the glory this morning and the thanks. Lord, I look forward to the stories and the testimonies of healing and a supernatural God just out of this short moment of prayer that we've offered up before you today. God, I ask you to do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys. Appreciate you. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor@indy.rr.com.